And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. <laughs> One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, Jim here, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. If it is your first time here, welcome. We have the wonderful Jake Lentner on the show today. If you don't know who Jake is, Jake is a guitarist that is originally from Western Massachusetts, now via Nashville, Tennessee. He is also, not to name drop or anything, he is also Cody Jinx's guitar player. Absolutely incredible. His story that he has with Cody Jinx so far is is great. His story of how he got to Nashville and what he was doing in Nashville when he got there is great. You're going to hear all about that here in a few moments. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you haven't ever listened to our show before, we're a little rough around the edges. Um, we don't do it the way, you know, some people I'm sure would want us to do it. We definitely don't hold any punches. We, you know, we shoot the shit with Jake like we've been buddies forever. And, um, you know, it's it's a fun time. We enjoy it. There is no stupid bubblegum questions. We just, we just, you know, have at it. And it's, it's great. We have a great time. So thank you again, Jake, for being on the show. Um, if you haven't already, go check us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, the whole nine yards. We are there, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. And also check out our website, bootsandwhiskeyentertainment.com. Um, we do have two other shows this week coming at you. We have on Wednesday, Uncle Lucius will be joining us. And on Friday, we have Johnny Daly on the show. So stay tuned for those. We also have an album review of Uncle Lucius's first album since their departure five years ago coming out. That's gonna, I think we're going to drop that on Thursday. Um, and it's it's a good one. It's a great album if you haven't checked it out yet. If you... If you like Cody Jinx, you're probably in the Uncle Lucius world too. So enjoy that. Um, what else? That's it. Over the weekend, we saw our friends Houston Bernard, Scarlet Drive, and Ashley Jordan at Off the Rails in Worcester. Great show. Had a great time hanging out with those guys. So again, thank you to Off the Rails for having us. Um, this week, we have Burt Kreischer on Thursday. Don't forget, um, we will be drawing a winner for that today. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to your inboxes. We will announce a winner shortly um and that's it guys so thank you for tuning in today and without further ado our conversation with jay glentner i hope you enjoy it we'll see you on the other side cheers we want to give a big thank you to our friends over at off the rails here in worcester massachusetts you can find them at off the rails they have a great restaurant a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Hey, Jake. 
Hey, Jim. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Can you hear me all right? Yep. All good here. Perfect, man. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was cool to uh, be invited to a podcast that uh, hosted by a fellow Massachusetts person. <laughs> you're you're from you're from here. Yeah, I noticed the 508 area code, and then when you said you're from Mass, I was like, oh, cool. That's that's the you know, I think you're out east, but I'm from like the western side of the state. Oh, so where all the uh, the hippies are. Yeah, where all the mountains and the hippies are and everything like that. So you know where like uh, UMass Amherst is, that kind of thing. Uh, I went, that's where I went. Oh, nice. All right, yep. cool. Cool. Well, it's nice to talk to somebody from home. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to um, be on a show about, you know, with, with other similar folks. Um, I'm in yeah. Nashville, Tennessee now, though. Nice. Yeah, we're uh, we're about a half an hour south of Worcester. Oh, cool. Yep. So, yeah, we're right on that Mass Rhode Island line. Like, we're like dead set between Providence and Worcester. Like, we're dead right in the middle. Cool. What what town? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Millville. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time. It's not a big state, so I know most yeah. of the towns up there. That is true. It is not a big state, even though it's, you know, on the map, it might look it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, we're just going to shoot the shit, man. This is uh pretty, pretty laid back, pretty easy. Right. Uh, Sounds good. So, so how do you, how does a kid from Western Mass play guitar for Cody Jenks? <laughs> okay. That's, that's a great question. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it's kind of funny, and everybody in our band is from all over the place. We have South Carolina, we have Pittsburgh, we have our merch guy is out of San Diego. We, we, we're from all over. Um, right. And, so, and I kind of say that, I kind of say that, you know, tongue in cheek and, you know, kind of like a laugh between you and I being from the Northeast. But, yeah. you know, for the kind of music you guys play, that kind of music was not ever a thing mainstream wise up here ever no it's not at all even when i was i've been in nashville about 10 years now just over 10 years and i moved down here originally for the rock scene here because out of nashville you got you know at the time you had cage the elephant coming out of here kings of leon black keys jack white had just set up shop here with third man records there was a lot of rock coming out of nashville and yeah. so I had come down here right after college, basically, kind of looking for that stuff. Country music was not really ever my main cup of tea, you know. New England is a is a metal area. We all know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, especially out there. Out west, western mass. Fuck, dude, that's that's what it is. It's, you know, it's it's, it's God's it's, back. Yep, <laughs> it's all that stuff. Like, my heroes growing up, like, literally from, like, the same area was this band Shadows Fall. And so okay, I would, yeah, yeah, I listen to, you listen to the hell out of them. Um, there was Unearth out of the eastern side of state. I would be all into Hate Breed out of Connecticut, all that stuff. Oh, and then of course Killswitch Engage. They're from Western Mass. Yeah, that's the, that's the cloth I was cut from. Um, so you know, I, I, I gotta say though, man, I was into all those bands too when I was in like high school and shit. Like that mm-hmm. was. You know, I never realized all of those bands were from this neck of the woods. But yeah, man, I... they're all. Oh, yeah, they're all. Yeah. Out. So coming down here for the rock scene and I, you know, I did that for years when I first moved here. I was touring, doing the van touring thing with, you know, grungy rock bands all throughout the Midwest, the Southeast, East, all over. Um, to be honest, the first real country band I've ever been in is Cody Jenks. Wow. Yes. And so how I hooked up with him, it was about three years ago. 
um, I got a message from his producer on Instagram saying, hey, we have this outlaw country guy out of Texas. He's looking to do a, a metal record and he needs some guys who can do that kind of stuff. Um, can, can you do it? Can you fly out to Texas and can you do this, this side project he had? And I was like, okay. I was actually kind of skeptical at first, to be honest. Like, wait a minute, this this outlaw country guy out of Texas wants to do a metal album, and they <laughs> somehow found me through a recording I had done like four years ago, which was a hard rock album. All right, let's try it. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. <laughs> and that's when it all got started. Um, so then, from there, they're like, "Oh, this guy's really good, and he seems pretty cool." And, what happened a couple months after that they 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 wanted to just have me kind of fill in in the country band for a few shows um and i thought i was just filling in but they didn't tell me it was actually my audition to be the next the next addition to the country band damn so i did my thing and they're like hey yeah you did you did great you want to stay i'm like okay <laughs> that sounds great right mm-hmm. so that's so kind of how it all went down so now i might I might talk on a turn here, and please, if I screw anything up, just correct me, all right? Yeah, yeah, you're good. So you have you have caught this Cody drinks train as it's at full speed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, they were coming right out of the pandemic, and they're like, okay, guys, holy shit, here we go. We're going to get some more music under our belt. We're going to play a bunch of huge shows. I had to kind of really get used to it because i went from touring in nothing but vans and stuff to two tour buses big arena shit like it went because like i said i moved down here for like the underground rock scene right it's never really if it had happened that way it'd be great you know sure but like you know i i never really had been in a country band or you know i would filled in here and there and done and faked it for a while but not like a permanent thing so yeah i jumped on right as and we're still growing there's a lot yeah. of things coming up so i had had to catch up to it as quickly as possible yeah i mean i can't you know from from where i'm sitting right now as you know you know cody doesn't come up here often right, right. <laughs> yeah um i think the last time was in a you know you you did a couple acoustic dates last yep. year right or mm-hmm. early this year i can't even remember all the days start to blend together after a while sure um you know and now you guys are coming back here in the in the spring is it the spring i again i don't even know my days anymore uh, february uh, february that's right yep. that's when it when it's cold so you'll you'll feel right at home oh yeah it's gonna be great i've told those um, guys hey it's there's gonna be a lot of snow i'm actually gonna stay up there probably and do some snowboarding on the tour nice, <laughs> yes. nice. Um, so yeah, you're, you know, you're doing all these things and you know, how, how is it, you know, for a guy like you being in a band like this and, you know, I say dealing with somebody like Cody, not, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but yeah, like, sure. you know, dealing with an independent artist like Cody and playing these huge shows, like how, how is that different? You know, what you guys are doing compared to you know, somebody that has, you know, the machine, if you will, behind. Sure. Oh, that's a question that a lot of people ask. And even other artists will ask us that. And other band members of other artists will say, that's what you guys are doing is really, really cool. Because it's very different. One of the first big things is in the music world, especially in the country world, an artist will have their studio musicians and then their touring musicians. 
bands and they're completely separate bands that's that's like kind of how it goes like if yeah. a big person will go into the studio all right everybody i have 20 songs and they're all session guys right they'll record it and then okay touring bands this is what we did in the studio here you go learn all these songs and we're gonna hit the road right that's the probably the at its core musically one of the biggest differences of cody he uses his band in the studio like we are the band right right we, op- we operate as a rock band basically right right <laughs> so and so when i tell other artists and musicians yeah yeah he uses us on the recordings they're like really he doesn't use studio guys no we are the studio guys yeah <laughs> they're kind of like wow that's really cool yeah you're looking at the studio guys so that's one of the first big things um then he's independent so he calls all the shots he does what he says is what we're doing yeah yeah and so i don't really see anything that's like oh hey we're told that we have to go over here the record labels make it they want this many songs we don't operate like that because we're never under the gun for anything cody is the president ceo and chairman of the board you know right right so that's another big difference so it's really nice and refreshing um compared and you know compared to a lot of the other artists that spike up really fast and then maybe go away um he's built this grassroots thing over a long span of time where his fans are around for life you know right now, with that being said, was it hard for you to, to you know, kind of go into that role where, you know, anybody that has followed artists, you know, all over the place from the start to current, you know, you see members come and go and, and stuff like that. Was it was it hard for you to, you know, warm up to his already established crowd? It took, yeah, so it took a minute for me to figure out, okay, the fans know and love the band just as much as Cody. You know, they, they know all of us. They had all of us on Facebook. We talk, I hang out with them. They're great. They're all great people. Um, if they shoot me a message and say, hey, you want to grab a beer? You're, I'll go do it. You know, in Vegas, I'm coming up. We're going to Las Vegas. I'm going to talk to some of the folks that I've met through fans, you know. So it right. took a minute to figure out, like, okay, are they going to like me? Are they going to think that I'm annoying? Are they going to think that like, what's going to happen? So basically I went into the mindset of like, look, you, you can't, they're going to sniff out if you're being inauthentic immediately. Yeah. Because yeah. Cody is about as authentic as it gets and everybody else in the band is too. So if you're not who you're like yourself, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to notice and fast. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I come from a metal and rock background. I'm going to try it. That's what I, that's what I, that's my cup of tea. So like when we play certain solos, Chris, the other guitar player, he's more of that classic country Western swing vibe and I'll pick up the Southern rock heavier riffs. And it, that's kind of where it works. That's kind of the path I've cut in the band and people seem to dig it so far. Until I'm told to stop, I guess I'll just keep doing it. Right, right, right. Until it doesn't work, just, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it, man. Right, exactly. That's awesome. So when you're, when you're out on the, when you're not on the road, which isn't, you know, with Cody very often, um, right. what are you doing? <laughs> um, other session work, you know, people will hire me to do a, a bunch of other stuff here in town in nashville um i was just sent some music i'm going to do some re- remote recording for it i worked on a prog rock tune a few weeks ago 
I'm going to an open jam session tonight. That's like more like psychedelic music, all kinds of stuff. Um, I have a gig, I have a country acoustic gig this Friday. Um, I'm actually I, I have to go to Lowe's after this because I'm actually building my own guitar. So it's just all kinds of music related stuff. I saw that. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. And I was, that's wild. I'm gonna try. I've never done it before. I have this. I have the chunk of wood, and we're gonna see where it goes. <laughs> so how technical? You know, I'm not a guitar guy. Right? I played drums in high school, and that's that's uh, you know. Play is in air quotes there. Sure. Uh, now, how technical is that? Like to get all of the right things right, right in a guitar for it to be <laughs> playable. It's the the first step. Everything is like in sections. The first step is getting all the wood right. So I have to make sure that the body is cut out correctly. Then comes putting the neck into the body, and that that can make or break the whole project. Because on a guitar, if the neck is all screwed up, it's never going to tune right. It's never going to play right. It's going to be all warped and twisted all the time. So that's going to be really kind of the crux of the whole thing. If I can get that done, the electrical stuff is actually pretty simple. Um, I'm going to have our my my friend. He's actually our stage manager on the road. He lives close by to me. He's going to help me out with the electronics. So it's, if I can get the wood part down, that's kind of the toughest part, making sure the body and the neck are, are correct. The electronics is not the, that's the easy part. <laughs> wow. But we'll see. I don't know. I've never done it before. So we're going to find out. That's, that's crazy. Um, I mean, good luck. I can't wait Thanks. to see the finished product. If, yeah, you know. Me too. <laughs> if we get one. <laughs> so, Going back to, you know, when you're not on the road with Cody and doing doing offhand things, now, is the rest of the band doing sort, sort of the same thing, too? With keeping that Central Mass vibe going, we have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates, Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street, right here in Worcester. Cheers. So you guys aren't mutually exclusive just to Cody all the time? No, it's not mutually exclusive. It's more the line along the lines of like, hey, when Cody needs us, we're there. You know, right. which is fine. Hey, we he treats us incredibly well. He's more of, I mean, he's our boss technically, but. He's also like, he's a good friend of ours too. Like, you know, my wife and I invited them, the whole band and Cody, all them to our wedding and stuff. It's kind of, it's a different kind of relationship because we are close. You know? Right. We just, you right. know, we were just at my house. He came over my place a couple of weeks ago and we were writing a tune and stuff. It's a very relaxed relationship. So the other guys, as long as we show up, you know, when we're do what we have to do, he's he's cool. We, you know, so the other guys will do a lot of other stuff where they live. Um, Hot Rod, our steel player, he lives in South Carolina. People will send him stuff to do remote work on. Dave, our drummer up in Pittsburgh, he's a jazz guy. He'll go to jazz jams and stuff. Um, Drew, our keys guy, he, he actually kind of has his own studio in the Fort Worth area. He has people come over and record with him. Yeah, we kind of all do a bunch of stuff in the music. Damn. Yeah. You guys are busy. Yeah, we stay busy. We, we stay really busy. And this next upcoming year is going to be even more really busy. 
Right, right. No, I, I, you know, I can only imagine what you guys have coming up because it's, you know, I've been doing this now a few years, and you know, when I first started, you know, the the name Cody Jinx has always been there, right? It's sure. Been, you know, but it it's really within the last year, I would I would say that, you know, the name has become a little more known. Sure. You know, not that it wasn't, but a little more known in the world of you know, quote unquote, popular culture. You yes. know what I mean. I mean, shit, uh, he just did the Bobby Bones interview two weeks ago. Right. And I that, honestly thought, I honestly, when I saw that Cody was going to be on that, <laughs> I almost shit my pants. I thought, I thought yeah. hell was freezing over. It's, and, like, how is this happening? He's really doing it. Okay. Right. Right. And you know what I loved about that interview? Because I listened to it because I had to, because I was like, this is like, yeah, it was like watching like Britney Spears interview like Metallica. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. But, I think that was you know not, not, no disrespect towards... to anybody. You know? Oh like, no, I'm, ever, I don't care. Ever calls and is like, hey, I want to be on your show. I'd be like, sit the fuck down, bud. Let's do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just so wild, and I loved how he was just like, nope, this is me, and like it or don't, I don't care. You know? And oh was, yeah, and that's awesome. what he. That's what he is. He's. That's like why back relating back to when I first joined, I thought if I'm not authentically who I am, they're going to pick it. They're probably just going to kick me out. They don't give a shit, you know, if I fuck up or whatever, they want who I am. So right. that's that's because that's you heard it on the Bobby Bones show. That's who he is. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, now, with that, you know, with you being around, you know, as long as you have now and seeing this sort of, you know, transition, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the Yellowstone stuff is you know, helped oh, yeah, with sure. some of that. But, you know, how much has changed from even, I don't know, six months ago to today with the, you know, the momentum and, you know, Cody being a little more in the quote-unquote public eye? There, That's a good question. And there's a catalyst moment I can pinpoint that was just about four months ago in July. So we were on a bill at the Harley Davidson 120th anniversary festival, you know, 50,000 people up in Milwaukee. But the funny thing was the bill was Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, then us, and then the Foo Fighters. So Mm. we, we were sandwiched in between Joan fucking Jett and the Foo Fighters. Right. So we're like, okay, (laughs) We don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> We're just happy to be here with these two monumental bands. There was other great bands like uh, Ghost Hound and White Reaper and all these other awesome acts. And here we are, this country band, <laughs> sandwiched between these two huge rock acts. Right. Okay. But the kicker was we get up there and people are looking at us okay who are these guys what the hell is this country band out of texas doing up here right right and then we cover a social distortion song and we kick its ass and cody goes y'all didn't know what the fuck to expect when we got on stage did you (laughs) i look out you know we look out at this ocean of people and then I'm like, okay, this we did it. We're, we we got some fans out of this. I think we've yeah. won them over. And then we look in the Facebook group, like the fan page. People were posting like, hey, I'm new here. I went for the Foo Fighters. I left a Cody Jinx fan. That was all over the fan page and stuff. So that was the catalyst of me and the band noticing like, okay, something's different. Something's right. kind of... 
and like our merch got like this, you know, our staff was like, you guys put on a show that was a different energy like this. It was different, you know? Yeah. So then that was back in July. Then we kept touring and then we released a new single outlaws and Mustangs and it hits, you know, sear all the radio stations and stuff. And people are like, Holy shit. This song is great. Then we announced, you know, we're going on the road with Luke Combs doing a bunch of stadium stuff next summer, um, which the new album will be set up for that. So it's like all of this stuff put together, it's looking like it's going to basically we're sitting on a rocket ship waiting for for takeoff. I mean, 100 percent. I mean, you you know, I I have so many questions uh, because it's, it's so wild to me that, you know, going back to that festival. And I don't know how much of the behind the scenes stuff about it, you know, but how do you, how do you guys get sandwiched like that between <laughs> the Foo Fighters and Joe Jet? Because really, you know, like, you know, to all accounts, nobody knows who Cody Jinx is. In not that. right. Not in that. Not you know, we had some fans of ours show up, you know, they oh, knew, sure. we, they were there. But obviously, the, it's the Foo Fighters. They're, they're, right, they're right. a stadium band. Right. And Joan and, Jett, that, she's a legacy in that artist. realm, Cody Jinx is. We were the underdog. Yeah. Right. Right. For sure. Um, to how we wound up on that is an even crazier story. (laughs) Because it's crazy awesome, first of all. And here's here's what it is. So if you go back to Cody's album Mercy, the one before we just we just did, Uh um, there's a song on there called I Don't Trust My Memories Anymore. And it was written by Cody and Chris Shiflet, the Foo Fighters guitar player. They're friends. They know each other. So right. So there's that. So now we have our. I forget. I don't remember how they met or how they got introduced. But either way, they wrote that song together, and it wound up on that album. So then, you know, Dave Grawl starts listening to you know Chris Shiflet's like, yeah, you know, this guy Cody Jakes, he's really cool. He has great stuff. Then Dave starts listening to it, and the rumor is, I don't know if this is verified or how this is actually how it happened. They needed somebody to put in that slot. And apparently it was Dave's idea and Chris's idea. Well, what if we shake things up a bit and throw a country band in there? Yeah, how about that guy, Cody? And Chris is like, yeah, we can get a, I know his people. We can get a hold of them. Apparently that's how it went down. Um, I can't, you know, it was all rumors. But if it's true, that's fucking awesome. That is awesome. Let's we'll just gonna pretend like it's true. You know, I'm, whatever. I'm telling myself it's true. <laughs> right. But yeah, if you look at that song, the writing credits are Cody Jinx and Chris Shifflett. Um, and that's I think how that relationship began. That's wild. Right. But, okay, so then on the flip side, right? How does how does a band with your sound, you know, <laughs> go on tour with yeah Holmes? You know, cause, look, don't get me wrong, I love Luke. I've loved Luke since Oh, you I know, like his music too. Yeah. Before before all this, you know, before all the entertainer of the years and all this shit, right? But it's a very there is a very big difference in sound. Oh, for sure. Um, the rumor there is Luke is a huge fan of Cody's music. And we opened up for him once last summer. I think it's maybe it's just like to see how it went. We went on right. It was like that old Buckeye Ohio State Superfest or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it was funny because Zach Bryan was right before us, before he shot up to the stars. Um, yeah. Because he's obviously massive now. 
Um, so it went Zach Bryan, us, uh, Luke Combs. And so I think that was kind of just to see how it went. It went great. You know, everybody all loved everything. So then Luke, I, this is where I'm not actually sure like who contacted who I think Luke contacted our camp and was like, Hey, we're doing another stadium run next summer. Do y'all want to do some of the dates? And I, I think that's how it went, but um, I guess Luke really likes Cody's music Um, and they're different, like the styles, but at its core, you can still like different kinds of country, you know. Oh yeah, being a metalhead, I, I'll go from listening to deathcore back to classic Black Sabbath. You know, it doesn't. Right. <laughs> I think it's maybe a similar thing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that I really think that you know the sound you guys produce and the stuff that in the last few years has been coming out of Texas is. Oh yeah. You know, kind of kind of the way things are going for you know, it oh seeing, for sure it is you're yeah. seeing more pop you know and and again not to not to beat a dead horse but you know yellowstone is a lot to credit to that it, it is yellowstone um a lot of those kind of shows and styles that uh wave of i i guess you could call it like you know new wave of red dirt country yeah you know between texas oklahoma down that way it's becoming the next thing. Like in the early 2010s, when I first moved to Nashville, bro country was in full force. Oh, hundred percent. And I'm like, well, I don't really want anything to do with this. Um, I'm going to stick with the underground garage rock scene <laughs> for now. Right. Yeah, yeah. But now it's moving in a way like flatland cavalry and, and Cody. And, you know, my, one of my favorites, Charles Wesley Godlin. God, oh. He's, I love that man's sound. Yeah, he's great. And his band, we had his band on the show. Oh, cool. Nice. And they were fucking awesome. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such great dudes. You know, they, they were super sweet when they, uh, um, you know, Charles was out here in early spring. And, you know, the guys in the band called us up and was like, hey, do you want to come to the show? And we were like, uh, yeah. They're like, all right, cool. Your name's on the list. You're good to go. And then we got there and like had like the VIP treatment. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking sweet. I couldn't even believe it. Nice, nice. Yeah, we've brought them on the road several times, and yeah, it's awesome every single time. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like another band I really like is coming to Boston soon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> I'll see um, what we'll I can do. That. We're gonna get to that because I want to talk about talk about that tour too. But um, sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I said, like, you know, with Yellowstone, with you guys, you know, even like Whiskey Myers. Yes. Yeah. You know, Shane Smith and the Saints. Oh, like, yeah. Like, All those. Like, you guys aren't getting radio play on a regular basis. Nope. But you're selling out <laughs> these fucking venues that, yeah. you know. And it was funny to read the Eric Church interview recently in the last couple of months where he says, you know, country music's taking an interesting turn. You got these guys who are throwing up num- apparent number one singles on the charts, but they can't even sell out their own high school gymnasium. Right. Meanwhile, you have guys not even on the charts selling out Red Rocks in these 10,000 person arenas. And he listed us, but he basically listed everybody he brought on the road with because, you know, he just did his huge Outsiders Revival tour, yep. which included, uh, you know, us, Paul Cawthon, Whiskey Myers, all these bands. Yeah. I think because he, I, I didn't, I'd have never met him, but it seems like he really likes that stuff. And he's like, you but, know, everybody so anyway, needs to you, hear these bands. You know, it's funny because, 
you know, we talked to Shane Smith not too long ago, right? Yep. And he said the same kind of thing. Like when they were out on the road with him, they, they saw him like the last day of the tour, uh, yep. the, <laughs> yep. the run. Yep. Is that pretty typical if, if you know, of that it, sort of thing? It depends who it is. Like, Cody hung out with him. I, you know, sometimes it's just a conflict of schedules. He sure. might have, like, a serious radio interview for a day. You know, it all depends. Um, yeah, yeah. We've uh, hung out, like, okay, so we, we really did hang out with Joan Jett at that Harley Davidson thing. That must have been um, fucking wild. That was kind of, you know, my our hearts kind of palpitated off a couple of beats at that one because it's like, yeah. holy shit, we're actually hanging out. So, yeah you know other people like you know clint black we've had that cody and him are kind of like friends now um we had him out on the road um it all depends what people's schedules are like because in in the world of not working non nine to fives you know yeah everyone's schedules are so all over the place whether you're on the road or not if it works out timeline wise great if it doesn't you just might not see him you know right right sure so that might sure. be how that worked out for, for the when Shane Smith was on the road with him. Yeah. No. So how were how were your dates with with Eric? We we had an amazing time. Um, yeah. It was a similar thing. Like we think they're gonna like us because there if there was one big Nashville act who kind of w- blends the worlds together, Eric Church, I personally would think is that act. You know who can bring artists like. Whiskey Myers and Shane Smith and us out on the road. So when we get there, the first show is in Raleigh, North Carolina. And North Carolina is usually very good to us. So we get on stage and I see a lot of uh, Cody shirts out there. I also see Ward Davis. I also see Whiskey. I see Paul Cossack shirts. All of our normal friends that we have out with us, Randy Rogers, Jason Boland. I see them all. But yes, they are outnumbered by Eric Church shirts because it's a 22,000 capacity amphitheater. But I think, you know, they liked us right away. They're like, oh, oh shit, these guys are legit country. Great. This is awesome. So I would say all four dates, it was a blast. If he invited us to do it again, I'd be down to do it. I don't know if everybody else in the camp would. I think they would, but I would have a great time doing it. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that is awesome. You know, and it's, I love, you know, hearing you talk about all these other acts that are in the, you know, the similar, I, I, I hate to say genre because it's all, you know, but, you know, the similar sound of you guys and how, you know, you talk about how, you know, oh, well, we're friends, we know each other, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And that's, that's fucking awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. We, we, you know, if they're in town, we'll try to hang out. Um, I'll go see their shows and stuff. Um, sometimes we, you know, we'll even do stuff together, like write or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a community because in the sense of we don't, ha- none of these bands, most of them are independent or they're on smaller labels. They're just not getting the push that, say, a Florida Georgia line got back in 2015. Right. Like, Anything that band would do gets rocketed to radio immediately, right. regardless of if it was good or not. Right. Our right. community is not like that. So no. we have to kind of band together in a way to keep pushing forward. And it seems right. like it's working, <laughs> you know? No, it definitely is. You know, but but speaking of Cody and Clint's relationship, and then you mentioned Ward Davis. The, uh, yep. When Nothing's News came out, were you? did you guys play on that or was there other 
Oh yeah, we, that was before my time. Because um, oh, that was, that was like okay. it was. It was like six years ago. Because they recorded that back in twenty seventeen, I think. And they just released it last year. Yes. <laughs> so, there's there's all kinds of stuff in the vault. Um, oh, I'm sure. There's tons. So the, so the band re- did record on that. I just wasn't around yet at the time. Gotcha. I've been in the band okay. about three years. Yeah, yeah. I just it was I wasn't around, but uh, yeah, that was that was the Cody band on that. Damn. So so the, were you part of the band when Mercy came out? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, right. So I was part of it there. I did a little work on the Mercy record, um, did some guitar stuff here and there. But my main thing in that studio session was doing his uh, rock side project. So we had two. Okay. We literally had two albums going being recorded at the same time in um, one studio. And then right next to it was the other studio. Damn. Yeah, it, it was a busy month. Um, I was only there for two weeks, but the rest of the guy, you know, I think the whole session was like three and a half weeks. Now we're going to thank our friends on the North Shore, the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of the Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. Yeah. Um, I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, why the hell am I blanking? Oh, no, I outlaws and Mustangs, because I'm like staring right at it, and like my brain. Is oh like, yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> like I have a lot of questions about this, but why am I not asking anyone? Um, <laughs> so for this for this new record, this is you could say this is your first full Cody. Yes. Album. For first full length Cody Jinx country album, this will be my first. I'll be able to say, "Yep, I'm on the whole thing." Nice, nice. So mm-hmm. how was that? How long was that process from start to finish? Well, this one we did a little different. Normally, he goes to this place called Sonic Ranch in Texas, and it's like way out in the desert in Tornillo, like an hour and a half south of El Paso. Um, And it's a pecan farm that also has a huge recording complex on it. This time, they actually came here to Nashville, um, and we recorded it at three separate studios over the course of like we did the first batch a year ago, literally a year ago in November. Then we did another batch in January another batch in april and then the final batch in june so it was all different sections ish you know with new songs and ideas each time um i thought it was really good i enjoyed it a lot um it's the the songs i legitimately think are very good and cody says he's really really proud of it josh you know co-producer he says he's really proud of it so we're excited to see what happens sure Um, but this, for me, I have nothing com- to compare it to since it is my first release with these guys. Right, right. So now, for being the you know the kind of the new kid on the block. Yep. But you know, listening to listening back to the older stuff, is it how similar? How different is it? It's it's different, and even in the live world, like if you listen to hippies and cowboys and fast hand the recordings, you know yep. those have that kind of more 
smoother, swaggier, swaggerier tone. And then if you watch us play them live, we literally turn them into rock songs, like southern <laughs> heavy hitting rock songs. Um, which it, I think is cool. It gets the crowd real riled up, so it's it's fun. Um, I would say this album. There's a lot of good country stuff on. It's it's still a Cody album, but apparently he said the most like the Adobe sessions we've put out so far since the Adobe sessions. Um, I I think that's a good comparison, but you know everybody hears things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still, it still is a country album. It's just, it's a very emotional album. I'll tell you that, um, without getting into too many details of it, it's, there's a lot of raw emotion in there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, Outlaws and Mustangs is just fantastic. You know, I can't, (laughs) honestly, since it's come out, I can't stop listening to it. (laughs) Really? That's great. It's one of those songs where it's like, you almost, you hear something a little new and a little different every time you listen, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's like, damn, oh, I didn't hear that in the last time I, I heard it, you know, or I didn't hear the, you know, the nuance of that line or this line or, you know, whatever the case may be, or this note or that note. And it just, you know, I think you saying about the raw emotion, like you can, you can already feel that in. The- mm-hmm. And that's how we recorded it. It was basically like, okay, we're all going to sit in the room at the same time and record this live, literally live. Yeah. And so, okay, Jake, uh, Chris, you take the first solo on the second verse, and you take Jake the second solo on the second verse. Hot Rod, you're going to take the steel solo after the bridge. Like we just, we just play it like we're doing it on stage, and I think that's how that kind of emotion gets. <laughs> Damn! Like I'm, I, I cannot wait to hear the whole thing. Good. That's that's good to hear. I can't wait till it gets released either. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious now, to you know because it was it took a while to do from November all the way to June, so I'm curious to see what the reaction is. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there is there plans to release more singles before the album release? Uh, to be honest, I'm actually not sure. Um, oh, okay. At least Outlaws and Mustangs. We've been playing the song "Change the Game." We've been playing that one live since last December. Um, but we haven't actually released it as a single. So it's not like you can go and find people's recordings on their phones of it on YouTube and stuff. Um, Cause we've been playing it literally at every show since December, <laughs> but I don't know if there's a plan for more singles. If anything, maybe it would be that one. Um, that's just me guessing, but yeah, I'm actually not sure. Nice. Nice. So now for, um, for what you can talk about for 2024, mm-hmm. um, you know, we know that you're hitting the road with Turnpike. Yes. Um, and then with Luke. Yep. So how does, does the Turnpike tour come come to fruition? Because that's not a lot of dates either. I think that one was been in the works for a while. I know we know them somehow. Um, <laughs> that one, I think they've had been working on for a minute now, ever since they those guys got back together a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just, hey, we're playing some big places. We need another big act, another heavy hitter like ourselves to do them with us. Uh, hey, do you guys want to do it? I, I'm not really privy to how that actually went down. I haven't heard any rumors like I did with the, the Foo Fighters thing. <laughs> so no, I, maybe I'll, have... when I meet them and, you know, up in New England, maybe I'll find out. Yeah. Now, are those 
are those going to be dual headlining shows or I, th- I think so and i'm not sure who's going first that we probably won't find out until like a week before i'm actually not i don't get told that information either um it's okay that's fair yeah it's it's a co i know it's like co-headlining um yeah like they shared dates with their name first but we shared dates with our name first so i'm not i'm not sure that's <laughs> fine that's, that's that's cool that's yeah. cool um that's awesome. So now the new album you said was going to probably coincide with you guys going out with with Luke. Yeah, yeah. So I think Obvi- I mean that's obviously the smart play, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. We got to have that out for when we hit cuz we're pl- you know, they're NFL stadiums. It's literally right. the biggest venue any artist can play. Um right. and doing that, we've only done like one real stadium so far. We did, you know, Ohio State last year and that was like it took us a few songs to realize, like, holy shit, this is, we can't even see the people's faces outlines way across this damn stadium. <laughs> like, so <laughs> it took a minute to get used to it. So now we got nine of those shows coming up. Um, so we have to have all systems go. New, new album, probably have some new merch in there. Um, just everything buttoned up as much as possible for, to hit those shows with full force. Yeah. That's that's incredible. Now, obviously, without telling me, is there is there other things in the works for twenty four or things that are happening in twenty four that are going to be that are big news that you just can't talk about yet? Uh, let's. I'm trying to think. Yes, there. Yeah, there is. Okay. <laughs> but I, that I can't talk about. No, that's fine. That's fine. No problem. I'll 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 hound you about it later. No. Okay. Um, that's awesome, man. Well. Oh, God, I I love what you're doing. I love that you you know you you're from here and you know really making a name for yourself down there and with with Cody and you know really you know you're on the rocket, man. So strap on. Yeah, hey, appreciate that, man. Um, it's funny, like being from up there when we tour New England. Like, here's a funny story. Last summer, when we went up there and did that acoustic run, we did Rhode Island, we did New Hampshire, but then when we got to Maine, we did Portland, Maine, and Cody introduced me. He's like, "Yeah, he's our resident New Englander. He's right. Th- he's your neighbor down in Massachusetts." And everybody started booing me. <laughs> you know, get that fucking mass hall off the stage. I mean, they were yeah. kind of joking, but the Cody had no idea that that would happen. And he's like, "Why are you booing him for?" And I told later to Cody, I was like, "Yeah, Cody, New England, although it's all one area, all the states have like a funny relationship with one another." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so he learned it that way. That's uh, true. Yeah, so, nobody likes Connecticut. Nobody, nobody. likes. <laughs> nobody digs Connecticut. Um, we're we're going back there. We're going to the Wallingford show, um, which is going to be great, though. I I saw. First time I went there, I was like 16. I saw As I Lay Dying there, you know, the metalcore band out of uh, California, I think. And they played the Oakdale Theater. So we're going back there. And then we just bust up to the new MGM Fenway Theater. Yeah. um, Right off. I don't remember what street that is. Either way, it's literally attached to to Fenway. Yeah, it's on Lansdowne Street. Yes. Um, Yeah. And then it's a great place. It's a great venue. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's it's so new. I haven't, it's only been open like a year or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We saw, we saw one of the first shows there. Oh, cool. 
It was great. You know, it's it's actually a much bigger room than you would think. It looks huge. Like I've looked yeah. at pictures. It looks really big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I, I don't know capacity wise, but it's like almost double the size of the House of Blues on Lansdowne Street. I think it's just about five thousand because I did look that up. And then Oakdale okay. is like forty five hundred. They're gonna be pretty big shows, both of them. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we got Turnpike coming up with us that 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 weekend's going to be fun, and then I'm going to cap it off with some snowboarding. That's just that's going to be a great week all around. Yeah, man, that's I I'm I am very much looking forward to that show here in Fenway because it's you know it's not every day that you guys come up, and it's definitely not every day that Turnpike comes up. Yeah, so yeah. Be, you know, so you you're act- going to that. Um, I'll shoot you a message about that. Well, I'll see what I can do to get to get you into that one. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll uh yeah we'll definitely be there by hook or by crook because i need to i need to see that in person yeah even even know that it actually happened you know because it (laughs) seems like like so unbelievable oh we got a new light show we got all kinds of stuff yeah that's definitely not something to miss yeah for sure you know it's it's kind of like you know Yeah, it's like two, you know, mythological creatures coming in the same room at the same time. You know, but be, being from up here, you know, like if people in the South or the Midwest are like, oh, okay, you know, Cody Jinx and Turbike are playing together. No big yeah, because we, like, right, but New England, it's, when we announced Tacoma and Oregon, people were freaking, they're like, holy right. shit, they're coming up here. We clear the calendar, we're coming. Right. Because it's, you know, because I, I remember when, you know, Cody had posted on Facebook, him throwing out the first pitch at Fenway. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, all right. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally trying to rack my brain into like the venues that would be suitable. You know, I, well, to be honest, like, I was too, because I wasn't you know, sure where like, the shows were at that point. Right. I knew we were going up there, but I wasn't, we weren't sure what the venue actually was. I'm like, where the hell? Right. Because it's like, winter, you know, so we're not doing the bank pavilion down on the water. We're not doing that. It's going to be freezing. Right. So where the hell could it be? And and so right. I was kind of wondering like, at myself. You know, the paradise is too small, way yeah. too small for you guys. Yeah. You know, and like I was like, well, maybe the House of Blues or like the know, Orpheum, like, maybe like that one. Yeah, might yeah. Be another one because you know I know yeah. all those venues up there. There was like the Emerson Theater. That's one. I'm like, where could it be? Yeah, and then when when. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out. 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers. When it came out as MGM, I was like, that actually makes all the sense in the world. Uh Uh-huh. And it makes sense. Even, you know, he posted that. Cody is a huge Red Sox fan. I know he's a Rangers fan first, but then he also loves the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, So it makes sense, you know, probably... Maybe do the tour of the Fenway thing. I, I don't know what he's going to do. He usually will try to do something if he's in a city. Um, he lo- he adores Boston. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed up there for a few days himself. So, all right. So, let, do you know that story on why, you know, other than, you know, we suck musically up here <laughs> when it comes to taste? Um, if he loves it up. 
up here so much. Why, why not? Why not come up here more? It's it's a matter of so touring up there. It's it's tough to drive that because our buses are stationed in outside of Mobile, Alabama, and then San Antonio, Texas, and then our eighteen wheeler, our trailer, is stationed here in Nashville. So just fuel alone, getting up there, that's a big bill. Uh, Right, right. Flying everybody up there, it's just logistically also you know the it's mostly has to do with that like it's so easy to just yeah. tour texas the gulf coast up midwest because there's like certain highways you can just fly on um right. that's the first thing i can think of same thing has to do with the pacific northwest tacoma boise way out there right we try to do it as as much as we can um but of course in the world of unfortunately musical streaming when we're only getting well, point zero 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 three cents per stream or whatever insane rate it is it's just a matter of budget and logistics like back in the days of like say the early 90s when bands were just getting paid literally millions and millions and millions to go everywhere they could just keep going all over the planet right so that's probably it um if i had to guess but that's not really in my scope to what they show me why and where and how they book. Right, right. Right. Jake, just get on the bus, man. <laughs> just, yeah, that's basically here. Download. It was basically when I joined, Hey, download this app. Uh, it, our whole calendars in here. If you have any questions, here's our guy to, to here's our tour manager. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Thanks. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Cause my phone, fo- they're like, Hey, just, the focus for me was music and I had never been in a band where it's like, Oh, that's all I have to focus on. Wow. That's really wild. Yeah. That was, that was a big thing to get used to. Now, when you started or, you know, now, now being three years in, have you had to learn every single Cody Jinx song that is out there? Oh, no way. There's songs I've never, like sometimes like fans will bring up like, Hey, Oh, here's an example. We we just saw Ward Davis at the Ryman here in Nashville two weeks ago. And Clint Park opened up the show. And he's like, yep, I wrote this song with Cody and Ward. It's called Wounded Mind. And I go, oh, he wrote it with Cody? And then he goes, yeah, it's off the I'm Not the Devil album. <laughs> I had never heard it. I didn't even know what it was. Nice. Because um, there's he Cody has, this will now be, I believe, his 12th or 13th album when he yeah. comes out with this new album he has a lot of music um and i'm sure there's people out there that have listened to all of it like his first ever album called collector's item hilariously enough it's now considered an actual collector's item he said they, he did that on purpose way back in the day <laughs> but yeah there's tunes out there that like they're like hard to find it's because you know being independent you just release stuff and like it's on the internet. Oh, then we'll re-release some other stuff. You can do whatever you want. Um, right. So yeah, there's songs I've never even heard. So no, I don't. I don't know all the songs to, to, to simply answer the question. I can't even. I can, you know, I'm kind of like on here just scrolling through real quick and all the songs. I'm like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, you know what was tricky was like, hey, I got a call from from the manager on Monday morning. Um, Hey, do you want to fill in for some shows? Yeah, sure. When? Uh, this Wednesday. Can you learn 25 songs in a day? I just said yes, with or without actually being able to do it. And I just said, yeah, I can do it. 
And then I got to work and focused on the ones I needed to learn. Damn. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. That's what. So that Ward Ryman show, that must have been wild. Oh, that was I've... so much fun. Because I'm really good friends with the bass player, Steve. I've known him for a yep. long time. And he and I have toured a bunch in a bunch of other bands. Um, so I told him I was coming. They said, oh, cool. You know, hung out with him for a minute. Um, we then we... <laughs> We went backstage because I know all those guys. <laughs> hey, it's actually, it was Ward's birthday two days ago. We're all going to go out on stage and sing him happy birthday. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Then we all went out there and it was, that was a really fun event. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Our, uh, our friend Ray Scott was there and he was, uh, he uh, was talking all about it. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess Ray and Ward are pretty close too. And Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So if, that's that's a guy you if you haven't uh looked into him race guys he's you know he's done that same wheelhouse of sound you know but God. oh yeah okay uh yes he looks yeah. familiar yeah okay i'll have to i'll have to listen to him but uh carlton ray scott is that who that is um he's out of north carolina yes okay well yeah, yeah. I'll- i mean he's in nashville now but sure. i think originally he's from north carolina Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a listen. Yeah, he just came out with an album called uh, Billboards and Brake Lights. Okay. Um, and it's it's you know it's country music. Yep, that's for sure. Sure. And just because you know, I gotta say, just because I grew up in the land of the new wave of American heavy metal, I still love like I, I guess bluegrass has really got me into country in the first place. And now, yeah. then I just started listening to it. And there's plenty of songs out there. Um, in the country world that I that I listen to regularly, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when you're in it, there's when you're in it, you're so you're in it. <laughs> when you're in it, you're in it. That's for sure. All right. So. You know, Jake, I can't thank you enough for for coming on and and shooting the shit, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, because we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast, I do have a I do have one last thing for you here. I need to know what your boots and what your whiskey of choice is uh boots is easy that's timberlands and whiskey i'm gonna go with scotch lagavulin wow you knew those are right doesn't even have to think about it oh yeah i'm i got (laughs) those you know i'm actually currently have a bottle of old forester normally thanksgiving is when i buy my bottle of lagavulin i changed things up a little bit differently this year um but a buddy of mine gave me a bottle of highland scotch as well so i've been sipping on that and then I grew up not in the land of cowboy boots, you know. The, yeah, that no, was, neither did I. Right. I, I Coming from up there, it just wasn't, it was, it was Timberlands, you know, work boots. That's, you know, that's, that's where we grew up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a couple of pairs of cowboy boots and my wife laughs at me and she's like, you're such a poser. <laughs> the first, you know, well, hey, and it's like, first you know, cowboy gotta... boots pair I ever bought was when i joined this band <laughs> nice yeah that was that like a prerequisite or do you just like all right well i guess Did it? here I well you know, went in rome okay that's a funny story and kind of a weird one and um went to the boot store here in nashville and i'm like oh man i really gotta wear these fucking things um i've never worn them before i, I don't know what i'm looking for but the funny part is and i shit you not i put on this pair of boots and the guy behind the counter, he had no idea who I was or anything. His playlist was going. I put on the pair of boots and loud and heavy starts playing. And I'm like, oh well, I guess I got to buy them. And, yep. that, and I'm not kidding. It sounds really stupid and cliche, but I'm, that's really what happened. 
That's awesome. I bought the boots. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at that point, it's like you know, a higher being is like buy the boots, Jake. Yeah. Buy the boots. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it, and we'll we'll stay in touch, and you know, hopefully, when you guys are up here in the in the dead of winter, we'll we'll be able to you know say hello and catch up and oh yeah for you sure. know I'll shoot all you that message. Shit. Um, I'll I'll keep in touch closer to the time of when we head up there and um, yeah I'll be sure to say hey see what I can do um, but yeah I'll keep in touch for sure I appreciate you man thank you so much for everything yeah thank you as well we'll keep in touch thanks Jake see you buddy bye bye. Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? Are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Jake. Jake, again, thank you so much, buddy, for, for coming in and tuning in and doing doing the damn thing here with us. We had a great time chatting, and it's it's cool to be able to call you a friend now, man. It's It's a great pleasure for us, that's for sure. Um, if you haven't checked out Jake before or Cody Jinx or anything like that, like welcome to the world, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where the hell you've been, but go check it out. Great stuff they're doing over there. Um, and that's it guys. So again, you know, like I said, at the top of the show, we have uncle Lucius on Wednesday here with us. And then we have Johnny daily on Friday. So a big thank you to them for being on the show album review coming out. And then we have Burt Kreischer Thursday night. Cannot fucking wait for that show. Um, we're going to do a whole review and all that, all that shit coming up. So thank you for everybody. Thank you for tuning in, guys. It means the absolute fucking world to me that you took the time and listened to our episode today with Jake. Appreciate that so much. And, um, you know, like I said at the beginning, everything here, it's all about real people, real stories, real country. Y'all, thank you so much. Until Wednesday, guys, keep those boots on the ground, the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all. Good night.